today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. In Hamilton, all eyes are uh, on the Johnson Picker Courthouse as uh, uh, the accused hacker for hire, Karim Baratov, uh, is uh, continuing with his bail hearing today. What's going to be happening and what are the implications? We're so pleased to welcome back to the program uh, Jeffrey Reed, a Hamilton attorney, to try to give us uh, some clarity on this. Jeff, thanks for the time. It's yeah. good to have you with us today. Good morning, uh, Bill. How are you? I'm great, thanks very much. This is day two of this hearing. I guess the first question I've got here, Jeff, among many, uh, who has status at this hearing? Okay. Well, basically, uh, the uh, the federal government uh, prosecutes these uh, um, as the agent for the foreign uh, uh, country, in this case, the United States. So, um, in this case, there's an arrest warrant issued under the Extradition Act, and uh, that act provides that uh, where a person has been arrested, they're to be brought before a judge. In this case, judge specifically means of the court, and the court specifically means the superior court of justice. So unlike most offenses, but not all, murder, for example, is an exception, um, uh, which go to the Ontario Court of Justice, or the so-called provincial court, this goes to the superior court. So now a judge of the superior court is having the hearing. The second feature of it is that it's uh, conducted much like a, uh, a bail review in which uh, the uh, the uh, accused has to show a reason why it uh, should be uh, released pending the decision on extradition. So that's what they're doing right now. And uh, they conduct it uh, just that way. It's it's quite an elaborate process, but um, that's what they're in the midst of doing. As somebody had asked me over the weekend uh, when we knew this was coming up again today, uh, you know, it's it's the U.S. authorities that want them there. Why aren't they arguing this? They they're not allowed to to do that. No, they don't no. have status in Ontario courts, do they? No, no. They uh, they they bring their extradition request to the uh, government of Canada. Government of Canada then decides whether or not to issue a, a warrant based on that. And if they do do that, then then uh, it's executed and and. Uh, 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 lawyers from, uh, well, I was going to say Department of Justice, but that's probably old. It's probably the Public Prosecution Service now that does it. But essentially, it's it's, on t- it's uh, Government of Canada lawyers acting essentially as agents for the foreign authority uh, appear and argue and have status uh, on the matter. So the parties to this proceeding are the uh, Government of Canada acting as an agent for the foreign authority, in this case, United States of America, I understand, uh, and then, uh, of course, the uh, the accused person. So the, the Crown Prosecutor, who we're told, at least uh, in the last hearing, was uh, Heather Graham from the Crown's office, uh, is making the case. Now, does the Crown have to present a case in a situation like this, or is it simply relying on information from, in this case, the U.S. government, who, let, who laid the charges? Well, that's effectively what it is. It's relied upon information from the U.S. government. And uh, it kind of skipped ahead just for a, a moment, because when you get to the actual hearing, the hearing is based on a documentary record, which basically means that the foreign government prepares uh, something called a, uh, or, or at least the the, um, the, Ontario, the federal government will prepare something called a record of the case. And it's uh, it's actually prepared by the foreign state, but, uh, but it, it contains the information that they say shows that an offense was committed and that this person committed the offense and meets the requirements for extradition. And so they essentially rely upon that to present that to the uh, uh, the judge here. But the uh, problem for the accused person here is that the, the accused person now has to uh, uh, show that they're entitled to have a release um, uh, and instead of just being kept in jail pending the uh, the hearing. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a reverse uh, from what you'd normally see, so that's how it works. All right, and how soon will this, this extradition hearing actually start to take? Because this is not the extradition hearing. I want people to be clear on that. This is just the bail hearing. That that's we're right, hearing. it's just the bail hearing. Well, I shouldn't say just because it's so important, yeah, but yeah. yes, 
it's a it's a it's a preliminary skirmish, you might say, in this contest between the accused on the one side and the or respondent you would use the extradition language but basically the accused person and the and the government on the other side so yes it's uh, it's uh, it's a preliminary uh, round as it were getting ready for an extradition an extradition here could take some quite some time to pull together because it would depend on how complicated the case is and how much time parties need to uh, to uh, be able to present it the federal government's probably more or less more or less i would say in its go position already i'm sure that they've done everything so they've they wouldn't have taken the step uh until they were good and ready to go at which point it's really going to be a function of how long the defense needs in order to uh, be able to properly put his case together to resist this want to hear more download the podcast on itunes or google play and listen to the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on am 900 chml